0: everyone my name is Ari and welcome to made of metal a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds so first and foremost I love doing this I absolutely must give a shout out to Stan riff Stan thank you so much for your wonderful review on Apple podcasts I mean every single review, my heart just gets two, three times larger. Like it is such a boost of encouragement. I mean, thank you so much. So thorough, such positive feedback. I mean, truly a pleasure to read. So thank you again for taking the time to leave this review for me. And this is why I always take the time to say thank you on air whenever I receive a review. If you take the time to write it and leave me a review, I'm going to take the time to read them and say thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stan. Love it. Love it. Love it. So we are more than a week into October and I'm absolutely loving it. I adore the atmosphere, the season, the candy corn, everything. And I know someone just lost respect for me because I mentioned my love for candy corn, but I will forever stand by the things I love. (laughs) So try it, get over it. (laughs) So I will stand by the things that I love to the end, quite similarly to the individual we'll be talking about in this week's episode. So the individual we'll be discussing today was, simply put, a trailblazer. This person chased their dreams relentlessly over land and seas. Although they may not have had the resources at the time, they used what was given to them to craft a masterpiece of a life and legacy. This person was understanding of their status in society and used their platform in order to inspire, uplift, and educate others. Not to mention, this person broke multiple records and pioneered new ways of working in a specialty field. Personally, I love this person's story, especially when you dig deeper and learn about just how many glass ceilings they broke. I mean, it's it's truly incredible. So this week, we'll be talking about the fierce, the force, the high-flying... Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart was born on July 24, 1897 in a small town called Atchison, Kansas. Amelia was the oldest sibling and her parents would have another child a few years later, a little girl. Although Amelia's parents were together, Amelia and her little sister would spend much of their childhood with their grandparents due to instability and chaos at home. Amelia's father was an alcoholic who would often have trouble finding steady employment, putting the family on shaky financial footing. Her mother, although she came from a well-to-do family, supported her husband, but would send the children to the grandparents often. Amelia and her sister enjoyed the time spent with her grandparents as they created a kind and loving environment for them to grow. When the family was together, they would often be forced to move, which made it difficult for Amelia to establish a friend group or social life when attending school. Around 1915, Amelia's family moved to Chicago after her mother and father separated, While in Chicago, Amelia attended high school as well as a girls etiquette school in Pennsylvania. Growing up, Amelia was described as somewhat of a tomboy who loved outdoor adventures, learning, and strong female figures in all fields of study. Amelia also enjoyed helping people in impactful ways. While still in school, Amelia traveled over a break to visit her sister in Canada. While there, Amelia saw the devastation to the soldiers who were returning home from World War I. She was compelled to volunteer her time towards helping the soldiers, working for the Red Cross as a nurse. It was during this time that Amelia was able to build strong friendships with the soldiers he was nursing and developed an interest in becoming a pilot. After returning home, Amelia started school at Columbia University, but would withdraw just a year later in order to move in and provide support to her parents. While living in California with her parents, Amelia attended an air show. At the air show, Amelia would take a short plane ride that would change the course of her entire life. It was here that Amelia's love affair with aviation would really take flight. You guys see what I did there? Yeah. (laughs) Amelia began working odd jobs in order to save up money for flying lessons. But not just any flying lessons. Flying lessons with a renowned and esteemed female pilot. Amelia began to consume any and everything that was flying related. And in 1921, was finally able to purchase her very first plane. Not too long after that, Amelia would set her first world record by flying to 14,000 feet, the highest altitude recorded for a female pilot in October of 1922. Less than a year later, on May 23rd, 1923, Amelia would become just the 16th woman to be issued a pilot's license. Amelia's family began to again experience financial hardships, and she was forced to sell her plane. Her family moved from California to Massachusetts, and Amelia re-enrolled in Columbia University. As we can see, Amelia was determined to finish her education, no matter how many times she must start and stop. Now, I personally respect a drive like that immensely. I have my own personal experience with attending school, having to start and stop. And when you're constantly being interrupted, it is so much more difficult to gain that momentum back. But the fact that she just kept going back, that takes focus, that takes vision. Sadly, Amelia again had to withdraw due to money troubles. But it's apparent that Amelia had a clear affinity for knowledge and learning. After withdrawing from Columbia again, Amelia began to work as a social worker within the local area, as well as writing articles in the paper advocating for women in aviation and commercial flight. Around 1927, Charles Lindbergh completed the first solo flight from New York to Paris. Subsequently, Chatter began to have a woman complete the flight as well. Amelia had grown a following for her articles in the local paper, And when the buzz began, she received the call. Without hesitation, Amelia said yes, and she was flown to New York. She coordinated with the team for the incredible flight. But as a passenger, as women were not seen as being capable of a flight of this length and complexity. Amelia would take off on June 17th, 1928 and would touch down with the team of pilots about 20 hours and 40 minutes later. Following her flight, Amelia would write a book about her experience, and it was through this process she would meet her future husband, George Putnam, who was the publisher of her story. Through the publication of this book, Amelia gained a national platform and visibility beyond anything she could have imagined. Amelia wasn't just liked by the public for her accomplishments, but for her charming personality and desire to help. Amelia wasn't only interested in piloting, but in promoting female empowerment and education. Amelia had created her own designs and sewn her own fashions for years. After becoming known, Amelia contributed to the women's fashion scene with her own designs that focused on and promoted a strong female image. Amelia was aware of her influence and she used it wisely and graciously, promoting education and resilience among women, striving to live her life as an example. Amelia wasn't just an incredible role model for women. She continued to steadily break barriers and records in aviation. Around 1929, Amelia completed her first solo flight across the United States and placed third in a women's air derby. Like what? Air derby? Like flying isn't dangerous enough. I w- oh my gosh. No, I would have loved to watch something like that though. But to participate, that takes guts. That next year, Amelia would become the first president of the 99s an elite group of women aviators who advocated for women in flight. Around 1931, Amelia would marry her longtime lover and publisher, George Putnam. And in that same year, she set another world record altitude of 18,415 feet. This girl was unstoppable. I mean, just year over year, just coming right out the gate. It's incredible and we've only touched on a few of her historic flights, so I'm going to go through a few more. Amelia would complete the first female flight across the Atlantic in just under 14 hours on May 20th, 1932. The flight was not without peril, as weather conditions were less than ideal, creating dangerous complications with the plane and flight pattern. Due to these risks... Amelia had to make an emergency landing, which was successful. This flight catapulted Amelia into international stardom. Amelia was presented several awards, including the Gold Medal from the National Geographic Society by President Herbert Hoover, as well as the Distinguished Flying Cross and the Cross of the Knights of the Legion of Honor, an accolade awarded by the country of France. Amelia was also the first to fly from California to Mexico, as well as from Hawaii to California, flights that had never been attempted before. Amelia would set more than five women's speed and distance records, and in 1935, would become a faculty member of the Department of Aeronautics at Purdue University. All throughout this time, Amelia continued to envision an ultimate feat, her biggest goal of flying across the globe. After vetting and planning with a highly rated team of aviators, Amelia planned her flight to begin in California and continue west across the Pacific to Australia. Amelia would then fly over India and Africa before returning by flying over Florida and finally touching down in California. The historic flight took off from California on March 17, 1937. A few technical and mechanical issues would arise immediately following takeoff that would require Amelia to land in Hawaii for repairs. A second attempt to continue on would also result in disaster, but this time more dire. Amelia was required to send the plane back to California for more repairs and was grounded for quite some time. After reuniting with her plane and flying from California to Florida, Amelia would take off from the runway to a huge public turnout of support and encouragement. Amelia and her pilot counterpart were able to complete the next leg of the journey, touching down in Africa. At this juncture, Amelia had completed almost 75% of the journey, but contracted dysentery while in Africa. During her recovery, her plane was repaired and restocked. The final mileage of their journey would require them to land on an island between Australia and Hawaii. Amelia left Africa on July 2nd, 1937, and began her final leg of the journey. Several factors contributed to risks for their flight, including terrible weather conditions as well as mechanical errors involving incorrect navigation, mapping, and timing. A final communication was sent out by Amelia on the morning of July 2nd, reporting that fuel was low, radio communications were terrible, and she was not able to locate her landing position. After receiving no additional contact and realizing that Amelia never touched down, a search was initiated for her presumed downed plane. The rescue was authorized by President Roosevelt and involved many ships, aircrafts, and more than a million dollars in funding. The official search was conducted for more than 10 days, but Amelia's husband extended the search even longer. Sadly, on January 5th, 1938, Amelia Earhart was declared legally dead. There were several theories and attempts to determine exactly what happened to Amelia and her plane, but nothing definitive was discovered for several decades. In recent years, there have been developments pointing to viable explanations as to what happened to Amelia during that faithful fight. Each piece of information is more compelling than the last. Another piece to the puzzle, as her death has become an investigative mystery and the fascination of people everywhere. I personally want to focus more on her extraordinary life. Amelia strived for excellence in all of her pursuits, particularly in her awareness of her ability to make a positive impact by simply being herself and pursuing her goals. Amelia didn't just bask in her fame. She utilized it to spread a much-needed message that women could excel and be recognized for their efforts, that they too can fly amongst the skies, that they are not restricted to what others perceive as their limitations. I personally can't get enough of strong women, but Amelia's dedication to her vision in spite of having such little guidance and role models, essentially carving her own path for herself and other women, the determination of Amelia is palpable. And of course, now I'm getting more regular in offering these quotes because I really, really believe in the power of words. And I get so excited when I read something really great like this, I just have to share it with you guys. So this is a quote from Amelia. The most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. The fears are paper tigers. You can do anything you decide to do. You can act to change and control your life and the procedure. The process is its own reward. So you can check us out at madeofmetalpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Made of Metal. That's M-E-T-T-L-E. And last week, I'd asked you guys to please tell a friend, share my podcast, talk about something crazy I said so that people will be like, "Well, she said that? <laughs> and they'll want to listen to <laughs> please get your pickiest critic, have them listen to my podcast, leave a review yourself. If you enjoy what I am saying, if you enjoy listening to my shenanigans, please, please, please let me know. The feedback to me is just as important as the research. So I wanna make sure I'm offering you guys a great show. And I also just love to hear from you guys. It's really, really wonderful. Every review, every comment on Instagram, every comment on Facebook, I see them all. And I'm really humbled. I will also be offering a little bit more content in terms of the behind the scenes, doing a little bit more in depth of certain events. I really want to offer you guys a little bit extra edge on the stories so that you can feel even more engaged and incorporate even more into your life. So I'm done rambling. (laughs) And as always, my loves, bloom where you are planted.